Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Oh yeah, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, we are back. Segment number two on today's show. Stills Nation Radio, always having a blast. Man, was reacting to uh, Pat Meyer being hired, being named officially the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line coach. And like I said, man, Power Grid Megawatts, get those tweets in. Let us know oh, your thoughts and in, feelings. Baby. I love it. Thoughts and feelings on this hire. Because it's interesting to me, man. I know we're supposed to be going and talking about our three things that we like and don't like, and we're going to get to hey, that listen, without you're a the doubt. Ho- you're the host but, today, baby. You do what you want to do. But the problem is this. I got. I had a chance to look at the Twitter screen, and I can see the tweets coming in. We got a lot in. rolling in. So yeah. just in the sense of... In the moment. Let's react to these in the moment. You want man. to? Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, let's do it. Uh, Katie tweets us and says, I like the, she says, I like the fire. I think she meant higher. Yes, yes. You know, that, that, <laughs> I mean, I like the fire, too. Uh, you know, autocorrect gets you every time, Katie. It, it gets it gets me, too. Uh, Katie says, I like the hire. They could have, uh, you know, gone with the easy promotion of Chris Morgan before he went elsewhere. Uh, they went outside the organization. I'm not going to complain. I hope Pat focuses more on on the technique than Clem so many penalties. Man, that's actually a good call by Katie right there. Um, yeah. Yeah, Chris Morgan, I mean, he was a guy that potentially was going to get the easy shoe-in promotion. We talked about him being very qualified. In fact, our opinion of Chris Morgan was a lot higher than it was of Pat Meyer just because yeah. of the success that we've seen him have taking an offensive line unit to the Super Bowl and things like that. Yep. Historically having just really good offensive lines under his tutelage and also seeing the past couple of weeks when he took over for Adrian Clem, how successful the offensive line started to look as well. But with that being said, though, I do like the fact that, yeah, man, with Pat, he is a different approach. He is a different person. And we know with Adrian Clem, he wasn't necessarily known as a technician, more so as a tone setter, a guy that would operate with that demeanor, right? That mentality of we're going to be bullies and goons and things like that. But as Katie pointed out, we were penalized a good amount. And that is something that I do feel like is technique related because yes. when you have guys, you know, whether they their hands are bad, feet are bad, they drop their head, they're waist benders instead of bending at their knees mm-hmm. to, you know, get better pad level and leverage. When those are the things that are occurring repeatedly, yes, that does fall on technique, which ultimately falls back on coaching. So hopefully Pat Meyer can definitely be a better technician in that area. Look at Katie laying it down. Shout out to Katie, man. Absolutely. Wallace tweets us and says, no opinion here on the new O-line coaching hire. I reserve my judgment until after next season when we will know if the offensive line is improved or not. Wallace, how dare you? You've so got to poli- have a hotter take no, than that. No, no, he was so politically correct. Don't be politically correct. UPC? Uh-huh, uh-huh. But not going to understand that, Wallace. That is the safe reaction, and we never fault safety. And I think, again, someone like you has a hot take to this hire. Someone like Wolf has a hot take mm-hmm. to this hire. Someone like Matt Williamson Correct. has a hot take to this hire. I-, I would listen to them. 
yeah, people like me who weigh 150, 160 pounds and never played offensive line in their life or never rushed the passer in their life, at least since high school, <laughs> I don't want to hear. I do. You know why? It's the because offensive line. Fans Yins ain't breaking. Are- Yins ain't breaking down the guard play every single week. Only in Pittsburgh do we know the offensive line coach's name from three seasons ago. Only in Pittsburgh. I can go right now to the Jacksonville. Hey, man, who was your offensive line coach three years well, ago? Jacksonville. Uh, 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 I mean, come on. Hey, Baltimore, who was your offensive line coach three years ago? Uh, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Is it Munchak? You got Munchak? That's all we know. I'm like, Lord, bro, only in Pittsburgh do we care about offensive line coach to that extent. Hey, Wolf is loving it, so... Like I said, I support Wolf, so I'm down for this offensive line talk today. Who else you we have? Both. Don Juan. Shout out to Don Juan. You know, speaking of the Alabama boys. No question. Love the new hire. Uh, can never say the Steelers don't go outside of the organization to hire anyone. Uh, also, what do you guys think about this year's Hall of Fame? I think it's the weakest class in a while. Ooh, yes. Did we, I, I can't I, remember if we talked we about never that ta- last we, week or we not. We talked about it personally, but not on air. That's and we, we said, yeah, this is this is some weak sauce. No, hey, hey, no, like, no disrespect. <laughs> no, 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 but, no, no but disrespect. It, it, if you look at the, some of the headliners of the, like last year was obviously an yeah. all time because you had the, the two days. But even like the year before but that no, was Peyton it was Manning, two, but it was right? Two classes back to back. It was both, Peyton this year. Yeah, was that part of because it was Peyton, and then uh, Troy was in the other class. So that's why they were able to do the back to back. One was uh, was it Friday and then Saturday or Saturday and then Sunday, and that's how Fanny cut all those guys. Yeah, it feels like every Hall of Fame class has at least one, sometimes two guys yeah. that are just. Just like headliners, arguably yeah. the greatest of all time at their yes. position. Um, and I don't know if this class has it doesn't. I don't think have yeah. that. Dick Vermeil feels like potentially the only household name. Like on when that I list. think of Leroy Butler and Richard Seymour, I'm like, why isn't Heinz Ward in there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's just that was kind of my feelings when I thought of those oh, guys. No, now you're about to bring back the Heinz Ward I Civil know, War. No, oh I, no, you didn't just do that. Oh no, is, but no, because this is my thing though. Prior to those guys getting in there, I thought that the standard was a lot higher. That's all I'm saying. It's the Richard Sherman conversation, right? So if those guys are in, then I do feel like the Hall of Fame is, you know, it's got the ice cube that they melted a little bit. All right. I swear. I can't believe this is going to be now three times in one day, and we go years without. Last baseball reference I'm making for a long time. Yeah. uh We crush their Hall of Fame a lot, right? Yep. I've said that. This is insane to me, Motes. The Baseball Hall of Fame. The guy who has the most hits of all time? Not in. Pete Rose. Mm-hmm. Most home runs of all time? Not in. Barry Bonds. Most Cy Young Awards for best Not pitcher in the league? in. Roger Clemens. Yep. How can you call it a Hall of Fame in the history of the sport if your best hitter, your best home run hitter, and arguably your best pitcher, at least the one that won the award for it the most times, mm-hmm. aren't in? The one thing that the Baseball Hall of Fame does right, though, they have years where they don't induct anybody. Yes. If it comes we around, if it comes yes. around and they say, "Yeah, you know what? There's no one really on this ballot yep. that's worthy." <laughs> they don't induct anybody. We don't do that. I, we feel obligated. I think the other leagues, I think <laughs> yes. the other leagues could take note, but the NFL yes. never will do that because Hall of Fame weekend is such a spectacle, oh, yeah. such Absolutely. a money maker, such Absolutely. a commercial thing. Now. But yes, you're 100% right on that. Like this class is a little watered down. And like you said, it's not I mean, because these are all-time great players. When you talk about the NFL standard for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, it has been the cream of the crop in comparison it's to other ones. It's been the strictest Hall of Fame yes. by far. Absolutely. And that's all I'm saying. If those guys are getting in, then I do think that opens up a door for a Heinz Ward. I even think it opens up a door for a James Harrison, potentially. Like, Don't just, make me don't make me get on my Casey Hampton is, box like, over here. He's another one. Seriously. That's Most underrated yeah. 
defensive tackle of all time, Casey but I, Hampton. I digress. Who, who else we have on the Twitter.com? Francis says, hypothetically, the Steelers hit on a couple draft picks and free agents at the offensive line positions, and their line becomes roughly a top 12 in the league level. Who gets the credit? Pat Meyer, Kevin Colbert. Also, how good would Najee be with a top-level line? Yeah, that's what we're trying to find out because I think the answer is really stinking good. Well, um, Francis, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you like this, Francis. No, this is how to go. They're going to give Kevin Colbert all the praise because they like Kevin Colbert. Nobody likes the Pat Meyer hire, so just based on how that works, the guy that you don't like typically gets the less, the least amount of credit. And if the O-line looks bad with said draft picks, you know who's also going to get the least amount of criticism? Kevin Colbert. You know who will get criticized even more? Pat Meyer. And Mike Tomlin. That's how – and Mike Tomlin, absolutely. Yeah. So that's always how that's going to go just because of how people's opinions are, you know? I agree with you on that, but I will also say – Say Dan Moore looks outstanding next mm-hmm. year. Say Kendrick Green. Say one of those guys, right, mm-hmm. takes a, like, jumps off the screen at how big of a step forward they took. I do think there'll be a lot of people that, because like you said, it is Pittsburgh. We, we know who all the position coaches are. I do think there'll be a lot of people that will give Pat Meyer credit. But I agree with you that the, the majority will just do the, the paint with broad Well, because brush I thing. say this. I look at a simple context this season. All year we had Kendrick Green out there at center. And we talked about how he was struggling really, really bad at times, right? And then Adrian Clem leaves. But also during that time, what happens that exact same week? Kendrick Green is not available to play. And they have to make a switch at center. And, whoa, what happens? The offensive line looks better. What do they say? They don't say, oh, it's because Kendrick Green out the lineup. No, no, no. It wasn't because, you know, hey, hey, man, Chris Morgan's just his guru. It was like, man, Adrian Clem was just that terrible of a coach. That's what was going on. I'm just like... We point to the person that we've all been criticizing, and because he switched out and now we actually have this looking decent, the O-line looks better. But that's the context that gets missed because people have preconceived notions. People already have their mind made up. Very similar to what you even brought up about the Coach Tomlin element. So that's why for me, even though I would love for it to be like how you're saying it is, I just know that that's not going to be how it is. Maybe I'm living in la-la land. People are people, man. Just accept them for that, baby. Do you want to uh, You want to get to more of these tweets? You want to save time. some? Let's do it, man. We got time. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, Tejas tweets us and says, time will tell. It's not like there was, you know, dozens of other experienced NFL offensive line coaches that are just sitting around waiting by their phones for that a call. That is very true. Yeah. I mean. Most of those guys are employed. Most of those guys are employed. Whether they are employed at the NFL level or the like a Doug level, Marone type at the collegiate or, level. Or even, you know, an assistant like Chris Morgan Correct. was. Absolutely. Like, they're all employed. And even with him, he's employed. He, he went out to, was it Chicago, right? He showed in. Yeah. He Because, listen, offensive line is one. I think you and I have had this conversation. There's not a ton of teams in the NFL right now that aren't sitting there, like, wanting to get better in the offensive Absolutely. line. Absolutely. Defensive line play outweigh. This is something that Matt Williamson talks about a lot. And he's a a global football guy. Like he says, he said over the last two years, I've never seen this big of a disparity in offensive line play versus defensive line play. Mm. Just that, that defensive lines routinely get the better of offensive lines yeah. across the board in the NFL. So yeah, it's not like a ton of these guys are sitting out there. Teams are just sitting on their hands, not trying to get better in the trenches. No, without a doubt, man, without a doubt. Um, Sensei tweets us. And says, I like the hire. I just want someone who can teach these guys the tricks of the trade. Attitude is nice. With a line so young, we need to stress technique. Yeah, man. That's a big part of a development as well. I mean, when you talk about a guy like Dan Moore, 
you can see some of the things that make him an intriguing player, but then you can also see the areas where he needs to be improved upon. But for Dan, you partly feel like he can be corrected with technique. You feel like it could be corrected with just more exposure, more mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. That is key for a younger player like that. Kendrick Green is another example. We know he's undersized, but when you're undersized, you have to understand what? How to get to the steering wheel first. The steering wheel being the chest plate. faster you get there, the faster your hands inside, the faster you get those feet moving in the ground, the better your chances will be that you won't give up movement, that you will actually be able to be the person creating the movement. Correct. And that's a difference. But right now, fundamentally, he is not consistent enough to be the starter that we want him to be. And once again, that goes back to the coaching element because you see bits and pieces and we've seen flashes at times with Kendrick, mm-hmm. with Dan, mm-hmm. that makes you understand why we took them. It makes you understand why we're excited about them. But the flip side is we have to make them be more consistent. And that is the part that always falls back to coaching. And that's why with a guy like Pat, you're hoping, I'm hoping, that you know he can be that guy to get that out of them. Because they, they like I said, even though they had rough goes at it at times this year, they still have some some foundational things with them that are intriguing especially for a guy like me who like just in terms of evaluating offense line it's like no they have pieces that they can improve upon that make them like a good player that we would want them to be sure. but you got to be consistent when you have these type of limitations and that's the part where like you said man pat is really going to be tested in that vein i concur all right one or two more here uh joel tweets us and said steeler nation wants new blood in the organization then when they get it they're unhappy you can never win I like the signing. I like what he did with the Chargers. You know, we're we're a solid, you know, some solid additions to the offensive line away from our issues next year being minimal. Got a feeling Najee is going to eat. That that that's that's where I come down to. None of us are going to try and sit here and paint a a rosy picture about what the offensive line has been for the last two seasons. You can also get it. You can also get it moving in the right direction pretty quick. Hey, listen, it's not always have to be rose. Sometimes it could be a sunflower. It's those pretty. You know, before Baker Mayfield got to Cleveland. Or in even his first year, mm-hmm. remember how bad their offensive line was. Oh, absolutely, and now they're thought of as one of the best units in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It, you you can turn you can turn it around pretty quickly, and and that's what we're all hoping that they you know maybe not entirely this off season, but they at least start to to get that ball moving in the right direction. Yeah, I just hope that we continue to make it a point of emphasis. Well, I shouldn't say continue. I just hope that we make it more of a point of emphasis this go around. Whereas last year, as we talked about, it was like man. We said we needed O-line help, but what were the first things that we did draft-wise? Now, we don't regret it, but looking at it, it's just like, man, I don't want us to repeat that process. Mm-hmm. You didn't have a ton of money around. to spend in free yeah. agency last year, or at least certainly not as much as you're going to have Right, and, 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 and we know that money that they did have available later on in free agency, it, the timing, the was, timing off. was off. In terms of it the cash draw, in terms of the It wasn't March money move. for free Correct. agency. It was late in the, in, it was, in the you're, process. You're picking off the... Not yeah. the trash pile, but you're picking off guys yeah. that are, are out there still for a reason. Correct. Absolutely. So that part was different. Do we have one more? One and, more. Okay. One then more. We'll from, get to this. And we've, we've got some other tweets as they're not related right. to this. And we'll get to the non-O-line yeah. related stuff in the next segment. Yep. Yeah. And he tweets us and says, uh, you know, makes me more interested to see the makeup of this upcoming season's offensive line. Better Jimmys and Joes will make the X's and O's more effective. No, you can never have enough talent. Absolutely. Hey, you can Dad, never did, have enough talent. Hey. You, you went to college football. Hey, look at Alabama. You can never yeah. have enough talent. Listen, some of my favorite coaches, they would tell me, hey, man, you know what makes me a great coach? Great players. I was like, oh, okay. I see how this works. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know what? 
Mean Joe Green once said? What do you want to say? He said, we never won bleep here until Franco got here. Mm. So yeah, you, you need great players. Now, this is the truth, man. <laughs> this is definitely the truth. But with that being said, I would like to transition real quick, man, to the part okay. of the conversation that I wanted us to have. Okay. You know, it, just, it just so happened that the, the Twitter, the, the the power grid and megawatts, man, hey, they just were so it. active. And that's why I love y'all. Hold on real quick. Is, th- is this maybe the time to drop the announcement since there's so many people active with the show sure, listening we have another right announcement. now? Yeah, another announcement is this, man. Um, if y'all have not heard... <laughs> We are not going to be going live as consistently live, live. for these next, for, for probably like the next month, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, yours truly, Arthur Motes, man, is taking some time away. Got to mm-hmm. go, you know, get right. Make sure all my ducks are in order, mm-hmm. mentally, physically, and all that emotion as well. Mm-hmm. So I'll be leaving. I'm you know, gonna... take some time, but we're going to keep the show going, but we're going to do pre recorded versions of it. Correct. You know, and the timing of when we're recording is going to be a little wacky. So if you see tweets by Wes, if you see tweets even by me at times saying that, hey, we're about to record, send your tweets, saying get your mm-hmm. comments, concerns, mm-hmm. whatever. If you catch it, great. We'll make sure we include those in those segments. But if not, just understand this is what is happening, yes. ladies and gents. Yes. Moats is, you know, as Marshawn might say. Mm-hmm. Moats is taking a few weeks to uh to 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 you know make sure his mentals and his chicken gotta, are, gotta make sure are that. squared away. Gotta do that. Uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in the combine in Indianapolis, and so during that time we'll have different programming here on SNR as we always do. Yeah, but Moats and I we're still gonna be doing three shows a week. You'll still hear them at noon, mm-hmm. but we won't be live. Yes, this is gonna be the last live show that we're gonna do until probably end of March. Till probably the end of March. Yeah. <laughs> so get those tweets in now, you knuckleheads. Yes, indeed. And, and like you said, we will take your tweets when we're pre-recording Correct. the shows. It's just we won't be able to have this type this of interaction like live this. Format. Yes. But as always, you know, you send me good mm-hmm. tweets, good questions. I bookmark them. Yeah. We'll get to them. Shoot, even if you send them through DM, like however you send them, just make sure you get those in. And yeah, man, we'll always make sure we include those while we're doing our segments and stuff like that. But yes, we might have to. This was a good, good idea by you, man, to get that to, out there. Let the people know again. We might have to do some. Have to do some sh- some video streaming while we're. Hey, you know I'm always down. We'll talk. You, we'll talk. you know I'm always down. We'll talk. You feel me? But with that being said, let's put on our GM hats. Now I know you got your good hair out here, so make sure you don't mess your good hair while you put your GM hat on. But I got my GM hat on. Right? You thing. All right, cool. Are All right, I'm funny. square now. I'm square. Now for today, what we want to talk about is three things that we currently like about this Steelers unit, this Steelers team, whether we're talking the cap, whether we're talking coaching staff, whether we're talking personnel, specific players, whatever it might be. Oh, I like this. Youth, experience, whatever. Three things. And this is for the Power Grid and Megawatts as well. Y'all make sure you tweet, you know, what you like, three things that you currently like about this team as well. And you can also include what you don't like because we'll get to those at the end of this exercise. But for me to start it out, man, just to make sure I give you a little more time. The three things that I currently like about this team, man, I said I you felt like. You just want to alley-oop yourself over there? Well, I didn't know if you was ready. Are you, uh, if you're ready, I uh, can give it to you. I'm just giving you grief. You sure? You are hosting today. You Don't you ask me questions. You do what you want. No, no, no. See, because you you I'm Uzi, a different type of point guard. Little Uzi Vert? Now I'm a I do what of, I I'm want. I'm a different type of point guard. That's Little Uzi Vert, uh, right? I, I, it is, though. It now is. I do what I want. And, and I like how you only listen now to Philly rappers all of a sudden. Now I Is he Philly rapper? Yes, he is. I didn't even don't, know that. Don't act like you don't know he's from Philly. I know Meek Mill's a Philly rapper. Don't act like you don't know he's from Philly. Is he from Philly? Yes, 100% he's from Philly. Like, same place. Really? Yes, dude. And he ain't seen courtside enough Sixers games then. <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> Son of a. <laughs> Pittsburgh rapper's still better. Hey, give me Wiz and Mac, all right? Give me, Chevy, give me Uzi. Chevy Woods. He dropped the Uzi on us. Now okay. I do what I want. <laughs> and he's dancing, guys. I wish y'all could see this. 
Maybe you will on the stream over the next month. But with that being said, <laughs> now you done throw me off. <laughs> See, now you know my struggle normally. You come in here with all this H2P Jeez. trying to get me rattled. <laughs> but what I would say is this, man, to start it out, the three things that I like about this uh, this Steelers team currently, I like the young talent. I think about guys like Najee Harris, Pat Frymuth, um, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Minka Fitzpatrick, T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, Dan Moore, Kevin Dotson, Akella Witherspoon, Terrell Edmonds, Cam Sutton, Presley Harvin, like those names right there are all core guys, guys that I feel around, guys that I feel – you know, within the next two to five years, they're going to be staples on this team, whether we're talking offense, defense, or special teams. And I just like that a lot. Then when I talk about the pass rush time, that's the second thing that I really like about this team. I just feel like they have guys that can win one-on-ones. T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, Alex Heisman. Those three consistently won one-on-ones, and that really benefited or it really helped the secondary because you didn't have to do a ton of blitzing. Sure. We talked about how this year, man, we were going into games. We're coming out saying, man, they didn't blitz, <laughs> and they still had three and four sacks. How does that work? But it works because you have these type of guys that can just win. They generate pressure inside and outside. You have an all-world guy, defensive player of the year, T.J. Watt. You have an all-pro in Cam Hayward. Mm-hmm. You have a future you know, pro bowler type player and Alex Highsmith as well. That three-headed monster, man, they win a ton. So I definitely love the pass rush situation with this team. And then lastly, I love this cap situation. Ooh. I mean, we're talking about the money that we're going to be able to have to really decide on how we want to go about improving our roster. Do we allocate a large chunk of our was it 45, almost $50 million? Do we, you know, allocate a large chunk of that to a quarterback, a high, high-end quarterback? Do we allocate that to a, a numerous amount of free agents? Like, these are all the things that I'm thinking of, all the things that I'm excited about, all the things that if you're Kevin Colbert and whoever our new GM will be, mm-hmm. that you have to be licking your chops at as well because you're saying that, hey, man, we're going to get a chance to go to the grocery store with a blank check, essentially. Like, that is a fun yeah. feeling. That's just a fun thing. Yeah. We don't have to go to the bargain aisle. We don't have to go to the smaller end store, the secondhand store. We're going to the main store with the blank check. We're going to Whole Foods. And we can get whatever we want. And we're getting bougie. Absolutely. So when I think of those three things, man, that, that is what I really like a lot about this current Steelers unit right now. Young talent, the pass rush ability, and this cap situation right now. Buddy, those are well said. All right, here's what I got for you. Uh-oh. Number one, I think you'll like this. I think the people will like this. The number one thing that I like about this organization, about this team, about what we've got going right now is job security at positions of power. And here's what I mean by that. You know how when we were, when we were talking um, about Pat Meyer in the first segment and his one year with Carolina and how maybe he was just a someone's got a fall situation? Mm-hmm. Here in Pittsburgh, we don't have a head coach that is worried about his job security this Very year. true. Here in Pittsburgh, we don't have an owner that is going to pull the plug on guys left and right in the midst of... Just for the sake of making a statement to Just fans. for the sake of making a statement, <laughs> just for the sake of, of, of winning some news headlines and, and appeasing some people, and maybe, you know, cutting your nose off to spite your face. Mm-hmm. Maybe making decisions prematurely because you feel that pressure. The Steelers, like them, 
Love him. Hey, you remember remember what I stole from Manchester United? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hated, adored, never ignored. Yes, indeed. There's some people out there who have been upset and think the Steelers need to move more and more away from the traditional way that they've operated. Wherever you come down on that, this should make you happy. That losing their quarterback, a future Hall of Famer, 18 years, having to turn over a new leaf in the organization, it's not going to cause Mr. Rooney to panic. It's not going to cause, even though he's on the way out the door, Kevin Colbert to panic. It's not going to cause Mike Tomlin to panic. And whoever replaces Kevin Colbert, guess what? They're going to be real secure in their position too. They're not going to be thinking, oh man, we got to go get this done in the next two years or I'm gone. A lot of organizations, you know, continuity just for the sake of continuity can get you in trouble as well too. Oh, 100% it can. But you've talked about this with Buffalo. We talked about this at times with Cleveland, with the Jets, with the Jags. You've got to make the right hires and you've got to let the process play out. And I am not worried that if next year, let's it's Mason Rudolph. If you want to say it's a, 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 a veteran-type quarterback, right? Heck, even if you want to dream and with the 20th overall pick, the Steelers take Malik Willis or they take Matt Corral. If next year, if 2022 is a bad season for the Steelers, if, God forbid, they have their first losing season in 19 years, no one's going to panic. No one's going to sound the alarm. No one is going to try and accelerate the process. Leadership the stability, the continuity, and the security within the Steelers organization that when you are about to enter a whole lot of unknown for the first time in a long time, they're cutting their eyelids. Their eyelids have already been cut off. They're not going to blink. They're not going to panic. And you know what? When you go from two decades of a franchise quarterback to now that being a big question mark, a lot of teams would panic. A lot of teams would would, would freak out. Steelers aren't going to do that. They're going to be patient, and they're going to stick to their process. That's huge for me as we enter this unknown, and and that is number one to me. Number two is, you know, you, you talk about the defense. I'll go same church, different pew. Keep stealing that line from Pursuta. <laughs> I like the levels of the defense. And what I mean by that is at your first level, you've got Cam Hayward, all pro, dynamite, one of the best at what he does, veteran leader. You've got T.J. Watt at the second level. Now he's considered a veteran. Now He's definitely a leader. <laughs> now he's definitely a, a, a leader. And while sometimes he might not be as rah-rah in that aspect, he certainly leads by his actions. And he is the best pass rusher in football. Well, And he leads the hoo-rah chant. He, he, you, don't, you don't lead the hoo-rah exactly. chant if you're not that guy. And he's right smack dab in the prime of his career. And then... In the secondary and the third level, you've got Minka Fitzpatrick, another all-pro, another guy who is both a leader in his actions and in his words, another guy who is one of the best, if not the best, at what he does in the NFL. When you're going into a, 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 you know, a new chapter, a new era, that kind of the tiers, the levels of the defense, the the mixture of TJ and Minka still being young and still you know just hitting their prime, Cam being maybe a little bit on the downside but still insanely effective, still one of the best at what he, that leadership. That to me to have that on defense for this next era tool a lot of things is is huge. And then third and finally for me, the last one is that kind of open book era that the Steelers find themselves in now. Mm, this time last year, okay. Motes, you and I were sitting here and we were yeah. saying, running back, running back, running back. You got to find everyone, right? Running back, offensive line, running back, offensive line, running back, offensive line. Najee, Najee, yeah, uh, Christian Derrissaw, uh, uh, is that Elijah Verth? Sean Slater. Yeah. Uh, Can I get Penny Sewell for 500? In the past few years, it's felt like, you know, the before that, it was middle linebacker, right? Mm-hmm. Ryan Shazier's gone. Linebacker, 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 linebacker. Devin Bush, Devin White, linebacker, 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 linebacker. 
Motes, they don't have any of that this offseason. They can truly approach this. And, yeah, they want to revamp the offensive line, and they have priorities. That's not what I'm saying. But they don't feel as pigeonholed as they have been in years of past where, okay, it's clearly got to be a linebacker. Right. It's clearly got to be a running back. They can go into this next offseason or two with everything on the table, and they haven't been in that position for a long time. So those are my three. The stability, the patience, the trust. And just within, the openness. With, <laughs> within, the, within the organization. The, the what they have on defense between Hayward, Watt, and Minka. And then third now, it feels like an organization that can really go about this process as they see best and, and not feel like they have to pigeonhole themselves into any particular position group or areas. Shout out to you for your three things and my three things. I like that a lot. Whew, but once again, what we will say is this. We're going to get to our three things that we don't like bang, bang. when we come out of this thing because I know we got a break coming up. But make sure you get your tweets in to let us know the three things that you like and don't like about the current state of the Pittsburgh Steelers team. We will make sure we read off all of those in this last final segment. All right. Best way to do it is on the Twitter.com at TheBody52. The body. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. And this is Moson Euler on Steelers Nation Radio.